0: Today's episode is sponsored in part by Shopify, Indeed, Economist, Education, and Airbnb. Shopify simplifies selling online so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit at indeed.com slash profiting. Looking to sharpen your business skills with courses tailor-made for executives and professionals? Then check out Economist Education. Get 15% off any course, only available at education.economist.com profiting. Enter promo code profiting at registration. If you wanna generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. As always, you can find all of our incredible deals in the show notes. Yeah, fam, leadership is something we talk a lot about on this podcast and for good reason. Leadership is not something that comes easy for many of us. And being an inspiring, competent, and authentic leader can take decades for even the most successful executives to master. Our guest today can help you get there much sooner. Ortanz Legente is an executive leadership coach, speaker, and author. Her mission is to empower leaders to be truly authentic and make a lasting difference in the organizations they lead. Her latest book, The Unlocked Leader, is a practical guide to freeing yourself from the mind traps that hold you back so you can learn to lead with empathy and impact. Today, Ortans is going to give us a masterclass in executive leadership and how to become the leader you've always wanted to be. Ortans, welcome to Young and Profiting Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Hala.
0: I am so excited to have this conversation. And I wanted to start off exploring your own leadership journey because you're one of the biggest leadership experts in the country. And I think your own story will offer up a lot of lessons for us. So, from my understanding, your first experience with leadership was really riding horses when you were a child in France. So, what did your time as a show jumper in France teach you about leadership? Thank you for this
1: question because, you know, horses are, you know, all my life. So, what uh, horse riding taught me was I think everything I would say empathy, trust, and vision. So, let me share a story. Oh no, better. Hala, come with me and we're going to ride. So now try to follow. So you imagine yourself, you ride a horse. So you are on a horse, right? You imagine that what you have to do, you compete. So what you want to do is to jump an obstacle. So you know exactly where you want to go and how you want to go. It's your vision, right? Are you still with me? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So now you're with your horse, how do you communicate with the horse? The horse doesn't speak, right? So through feelings, through your body, so your hands, because your hands are holding what we call reins, reins are, you know, directly communicate with the mouth of the horse, so it gets like left, right. So you communicate very delicately and with your legs and your body. So in fact. You feel the horse and the horse feels you. So we said that you are aligned. You are one with the horse. You really communicate. You really, you feel them. This is empathy. And then imagine, so you are in front of this obstacle now. So you turn and everything. So you're here now. You're just here. You're ready. So we say that three steps before the obstacles, you don't have to move anymore. You don't move you are ready. And what you do is you trust. You trust your horse because now you are not going yourself to jump. It's your horse who is going to do it, right? It's exactly the same with leaders because the horse, in fact, is your team or, you know, your team member. So you have to feel them, to be with them and to trust them. You're not going to do all the work by yourself. It's your team. So you trust your team and your team trusts you. And how you do that? You know, by being aligned and by increasing your empathy and have a clear vision and this is what your your teams are waiting from you.
0: I love this example. This is such a great example. Thanks for sharing that. And so I know that you spent a long time in your career in corporate. You also spent almost a decade as an entrepreneur. And at one point in your life, you had this really pivotal moment where you decided to change everything. You left your marriage, you rewrote your story from scratch, you moved to a new country. How did you know that you needed a change, that you needed to get back into alignment with yourself and discover a new purpose and become an entrepreneur?
1: So let me share with you a story. So my story. About um, 17 years ago, I was in Paris and uh, I felt stuck in my life. I was married and with two children, but I was unhappy in my personal life and unhappy in my professional life. I felt like I didn't live my life. I didn't fit in my life. It was not my life. It was someone, I don't know, the life that others was, you know, expecting from me, but not not really mine. And I couldn't express myself fully. And it was a very low point. Everything went west. Or oh, South, I think you say. <laughs> it's the West <laughs> in French. So, South. And I was stuck in my bed for months. So, I didn't know what to do. I was trapped. I was completely locked here. And I had a dream. My grandmother came to me in my dream and told me to find the path of roses. So, I was surprised because I don't know what it is. And I asked her, Where is it? She just told me, she smiled and she told me, You know where it is. And I woke up. I was furious. I was angry. What? You know, my grandmother, she didn't give me, you know, the direction. No, I didn't know what she was talking about and anything. And after thinking, I understood. What she meant was that the path of roses was me. The path of roses was in me. The path of roses was my voice. And what I did wrong was I was not listening to my voice. I was listening to the voice of the community or whatever, who said, you cannot get divorced. You cannot become an entrepreneur at age of 40. It's madness. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. And so I was locked. And so when I understood that at that point, I freed myself because I said, okay, I'm going to listen to my voice and I'm going to do my way how I feel it. And so I left my marriage, I left my corporate job, and I became an entrepreneur for a decade until I found my calling to be a coach today.
0: Amazing. And so I know you've written several really popular books. The newest one is called The Unlocked Leader, and it was just released. So curious to understand why you decided to write this book.
1: Why is because the world changed, as you know, Ala And expectation change. So your customer, your employee's expectation change. So the old model of leadership is over. And people want to connect with you. They don't need another hero like Tina Turner said. They need a human leader. They need somebody with who they could relate. They can understand. That's why I wrote this book because I learned a process from my experience. Uh, my own experience in my life, the experience as a coach with my clients and my diving in neuroscience and uh, spirituality and um, philosophy and uh, psychology. Also, I found, you know, process and uh, this process is working. And I thought that, you know, I should write a book about it to help people, you know, to free themselves from their mind trapped.
0: And I know that in your book, one of the first concepts that you go over is the difference between a hero leader and a human leader. Can you talk to us about the difference between a hero leader and a human leader?
1: If yeah, a so hero leader is a leader who thinks that he should have all the answers, who is not going to be vulnerable and not authentic. So this is a leader who is going to enter in, in your meeting and say, okay, we're going to do that, 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 and he's going to leave the, milit- the meeting and nobody talked. The human leader is a human with who you can connect, that you know, that cares about you, that asking you question. Hala, how are you today? Do you feel good? Do you not feel good? Who are you? This is a person also who is asking more questions and create this environment where people can be safe and secure and understood and understood why they are here and feel important, feel seen.
0: I know a lot of the listeners who are tuning into this podcast, they're entrepreneurs, they're small business owners, they're leaders themselves. We all want to be more like human leaders than hero leaders. So how can we tell if we are more like a hero leader, which is the leader that we don't want to be? We want to be more like a human leader. I would say try to
1: go back to the last meeting or to uh, the way you communicate with people and ask you this question. Do I know everyone in my organization? Do I know anything about what happened in their life? Did I ask questions? Did I ask for input? Those kind of questions. So you will have the answer. You will know. You will know. If you never ask for help, for example, and you always say, I know, I know, I know, I know. You don't listen.
0: Now, would you say that this is important for every employee in your organization? What if you have 60 employees? Is it just for your direct reports that you need to understand more about them? Yes, because of course
1: you cannot, you know, if if you have 6,000 people, you cannot know everyone. This is true. But what you can know is, yes, your direct report and be a role model for them and ask them to do the same with their team. So. Be sure that it cascade and then go from the top to the bottom line. It's very, very important that everyone is included. And you can do also, you know, time to time Zoom or whatever with everybody or and try to communicate with everybody. Of, of course, you cannot in a daily basis, you know, communicate with well, 6,000 people, but you can set the tone, let's say.
0: Totally. So another core concept in your book is mind traps. And you say that someone's past success might get in their way of getting forward because of these mind traps. So how can something that initially helps you succeed become an obstacle? So let me define a mind trap first. A mind trap is a mental
1: obstacle that stands between you today, Hala, and you tomorrow. There are those stories that we tell ourselves. So if I go back, you know, to my story, the mind trap though was, and this is one of the common mind trap, was that I didn't listen to my voice. I was listening to other voice. But where are they coming from? They come from trauma that uh, we've been through and they are not uh, overcome. Or they can come from other voices who tells you what you do. So, this is what mind trap is. And the first step is to find the source. So, who's who said that? And after to challenge this voice.
0: To make it real for us, can you give us some examples of what these mind traps are?
1: For example, some symptoms. You feel unhappy, unsatisfied, sad. You are arrogant. Or at the opposite, you feel the syndrome, the imposter syndrome. Or you can feel guilty. All that are clues, that are symptoms of you are locked somewhere. So let me share a story. Years ago, there were um, a leaders was considered for being the CEO of his company. And uh, so he was a very good, very good and successful uh, leader, of course, as you can Im- imagine. So he had to go to interview in front of a panel of uh, leaders, or the leaders who was, were responsible of this process. and. From out of the blue, he was very talkative. He talked, he talked, he didn't listen. He was someone else. So everybody was surprised. He was surprised. You know, the first one was surprised was him. And uh, of course he lost it because this is not what we (laughs) we were waiting from you in that kind of interviews, but very surprised. So we talked about it and we tracked the source. It happened that... 30 years before that event, he was a student and he had to take an exam. And in order to take an exam, he, has a, he had to pass a role exam. So he, he was in, in front, of, in front of, of a panel of professors and one of them didn't let him speak all the time. So he was absolutely shocked. He couldn't express himself. So it was a trauma. And more than that, the professor told him, young guy, I can promise you something. One thing, you will never be a CEO because he lost his cool. And he said, because you cannot handle your emotions. So this idea stayed in his mind and in his heart until the time he came back just, you know, right at the moment he was considered to be a CEO. So this is a mind trap. And here you have a trauma and a voice. You have two of them.
0: Let's hold that thought and take a quick break with our sponsors. What's up, Yap Bam? Being an entrepreneur and working remotely definitely has its perks. And I know a lot of you listening in are in the same boat as me. But do you really take advantage of being able to work from anywhere? I know I typically don't, but thankfully this past holiday, I finally decided to make use of my work flexibility for the first time ever. My boyfriend and I decided to pack up and leave to the West Coast to spend an entire month working from home in the sun. We got a super cute bungalow in Venice Beach with a fenced backyard. The change in scenery, the fresh air, and the slower pace to help me to inspire some really cool new ideas for my business. And honestly, I'm feeling really refreshed and ready to rock in 2024. And who helped me make these remote work dreams come true? It was Airbnb. And Airbnb has come in clutch for me time and time again whether it's finding the perfect Airbnb home for our three-day annual executive team get-together or booking a vacation where my extended family can fit all in one place, Airbnb always makes it a great experience. And you know me, I'm always thinking of my latest business venture and I've been begging my boyfriend to start hosting our place on Airbnb. And finally, we're gonna start. So many of my successful friends host on Airbnb and it's such an amazing way to generate passive income. So to start, we have a plan to start spending more time in Miami and we'll be hosting our place to earn some extra money when we're back on the East Coast. 2024 goals and I'll keep you updated. A lot of people don't realize that they might have an Airbnb right under their own noses. I was pretty surprised myself. You can Airbnb your place or spare room even if you're out of town for just a few days or weeks. You could do what I did and work remotely somewhere else and Airbnb your place to fund your trip your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's airbnb.com slash host to find out how much your home is worth. Young and profiters, it's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. With inspiration at our fingertips and powerful tools at our disposal, the possibilities are endless. And when it comes to tools that can truly make your business grow, there's one name that always stands out, Shopify. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the real store with the door stage. And even the, did we just hit a million orders stage? And if you're in that, I need to sell more with less stage, Shopify magic is your AI super powered sidekick ready to whip up captivating content that converts from blog posts to product descriptions. Not to mention Shopify also is the home of the best converting checkouts in the game, 36% better than other leading commerce platforms. Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. And remember, whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting, and that's all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash profiting to start growing your business today. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profiting. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because when we think of trauma, we always think of this like big horrific experience, like you got beat as a child or something. But in this example, you're saying it was a professor that didn't let him speak. That's the trauma that he had. So it doesn't have to be a big experience. So what are some examples? I know you talk about inherited trauma, psychological trauma. What are the different examples of trauma that could surface later on in life?
1: You're absolutely right. So trauma could be not a big deal, a little thing. Their trauma are different size and, and shape. But let me give you a metaphor. Your brain are like a house. In the house, you have, you know, different rooms. In your bedroom, you have your bed. In the dining room, you have a table. And in the living room, you have a sofa. So imagine that in middle of your living room, you have a car. And imagine you want to sit on your sofa to watch TV. You cannot see, right? So a trauma like that, it's something that your brain didn't put at the right place. So maybe it was, yeah, it was a, a trauma for this leader and for another one, not at all. Why? Mystery. But this is like that. So the work here is to understand because at one point, yes, you're going to sit on your sofa and you cannot watch TV. So the work is to take this car and put, you know, this car in the garage, at the right place. And this is what happened in your in your mind when you have a trauma, little or big. I was, um, it was, oh, I don't know, maybe more than 20 years ago, I was attacked in Paris. So I was in Paris, I was in my car, came back from the office, it was winter, dark, and I was attacked. I was shocked and I, I was very, very afraid because, you know, they, they took my purse and they had my keys and my name and where, you know, and my children were very small. And I was so afraid that, you know, someone came, you know, in the in the
0: breaking house. Breaking
1: in, yeah. Yeah, breaking in. So nothing happened. I was lucky. Okay, I lost everything, but, you know, it was not, no, nobody died. So I forgot. But each time I was driving under a streetlight, I was afraid, like a little panic. Didn't know why. Until I came, you know, to see a psychologist and with uh, what we call EMDR, we put back the car at the right place. And he explained to me that, in fact, I probably chances uh was that my brain saw the, the person who attacked me, but I, I did not remember. So the car was not at the right place. That's why I was uh, overreacted. So that could be that, or that could be in the case... And the story that I share with you, so this, this professor, but that also could be, doesn't belong to you. Like uh, another story is uh, this this leader was always very angry, very angry and uh, always shouting and he was never in peace. In revisiting his life, we understood that in fact, he was coming from a family who escaped war. And so, you know, during the family dinners and everything, he was told that to be careful to everyone, that everyone is an enemy and uh, to not trust anybody. But he took it for granted. So, and he w- we were not at war anymore. And it was not his story. It was a story of his parents. So it's what I call inherited. So you, did, you didn't do anything, but it came with that, with you. So there could be another one. And after you have also the. Big trauma, like we know, like uh, veterans of Vietnam, of wars, and uh, PTSD, and things like that. The other are obvious.
0: What kind of consequences, if we don't put the car in the right place and we continue to have these mind traps, what kind of consequences can we experience as leaders?
1: You are not yourself and you don't have the old view because you, you see only half of your life. You cannot see the old view and you are not yourself. You're not as successful as you could be. As happy as you could be, you cannot make, unleash your your own talent, so a lot of things. So you're really locked somewhere. But a lot of people stay like that. It's, It's your choice. Nobody can force you anyway.
0: And I'm sure there's external voices that could help you, but there's also external voices that can make mind traps worse, right? So can you talk to us about that?
1: Yeah. For example, if people, you want to do something, for example, when I wanted to be uh, an entrepreneur. So I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but yes, I was 40. Yes, yes, I was not 20. Everybody told me, you are crazy. You are completely crazy. Okay, maybe I'm crazy. Okay. But uh, I didn't listen. You know, if I had listened to all the voices, I would not do anything. I would stay where I was, but I would not you know, discover everything that I discovered since 20 years. I would not live here in New York. And it was my dream to come back to New York. That would not be possible for me to help others because I couldn't help me first. So how can I help others? And this is my mission and this is my calling. So that would be so sad.
0: I totally agree. I'm sure a lot of my listeners know my story. But if I had listened to everybody who told me I was too old to start a podcast six years ago. And all my friends told me, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. And everyone was making fun of me. I lost a lot of friends because they didn't like that I was putting myself out there. And even when I became an entrepreneur, my parents were confused and didn't know if it was the right thing for me, my partner at the time. And I just didn't listen to anyone. And I'm so glad that I trusted my gut. You can only listen to people who have been where you want to go, not people who've never been where you want to go.
1: That's completely true. And I love your story, Ella. Also, in my case, I was sure that this, it was what I wanted to do. And also, it's good to know at least one person who did it. And I knew at that time I have a very good friend who, unfortunately, she, she just passed away.
0: No, I'm sorry.
1: Thank you. And um, she did that at the age of 40. She was a very successful partner in a large organization. And at the age of 40, she said, Okay, I'm going to leave and I'm going back to school and I will be an an architect. And she became an architect and very successful architect also. And so I said, Okay, if she can do it, I can do it. So it's good to have at least one model, one role model, to know one person who did it. And that's why I talk about it, by the way.
0: Well, I love this conversation. And so we were talking about mind traps and in your book, you say what can get us out of this is a mind shift. And so we love actionable steps on Young and Profiting Podcast. And you say that one key way to begin a mind shift is by understanding how our brain can change and embrace new perspective. So how can we be more aware of these stories that we're telling ourselves? To
1: be more, (laughs) this is very simple. You just have to listen. Because in fact, what we do, we are surrounded by noises media, social media, your parents, your family, your community, your religion, for whatever, and you name it. So we are surrounded by by noises. So the first thing is to free the noise. To free the noise. And how you free the noise? By just making silence. So take time to just make silence. Try for your, your brain to stop making stories or listening to listen to story so try to meditate try to just go back to yourself think about what do you feel how is your body feeling right now are you in your body or outside your body (laughs) can you feel it are you aware of the everything that you know in your mind there's a story that goes without you like okay i should go that i'm not good dad and after the show, I have to go with that. No, no, just be here at the present moment. You have to learn to do that because it's not natural. But take the time to just stop, breathe, and feel, and try to make silence.
0: Silence. And you say that tapping into our empathy for others, what neuroscientists call Gandhi or mirror neurons can help us see a different perspective. So can you help us understand what gandhi neurons are and how we can activate these gandhi neurons
1: this is my my favorite neurons, gandhi <laughs> neurons. so gandhi neurons are in fact um, the mirror neurons so we can call them also imitated neurons so if i take for example your mug if i take the mug and i and i, I drink the part of your brain is doing exactly the same and chances are that you also are going to drink without thinking. It's just, you know, mirror. And the very famous uh, neuroscientist, Ramachandran, named them by Gandhi because it was a follow me neurons. So interesting and so true. And how it helps us as a leader is because it is less what you tell that what you do. You are a role model. So if as a role model, you say, oh, you should do that, but you don't do it, people are watching you. They are looking at you. Again, so you need to be, um, you are a role model. So be careful because it's very important. They're going to do exactly the same. If you act not correctly, don't be surprised to find somebody who is acting exactly the same. So maybe you are even not aware of it. And so how you you activate, you ask me, you can uh, role play, for example. So let me share an example. One day a leader wanted to do a workshop with his team. So we were there and the subject was everyone had to share his own story and the good moment, moment. and the difficult what, moments. And what did they learn from that? And this leader had to role play and open the ball. Because he had to set the tone because everybody's going to look at him and what he's going to say, they are going, you know, if he, he shared a lot, they're going to share. If not, uh, so he didn't know exactly what was, you know, good to share, not to share, where to begin I guess, and, and so on. So we role play. We worked on it and we did the workshop and it was magic because it's difficult sometimes. So um, you don't know. You, we are not very used to um, to share emotions of who we are to open ourselves. So role play.
0: We'll be right back after a quick break from our sponsors. I want to talk to all you employers out there and let's talk about company culture. At Yap Media, we have a super unique company culture. We are all obsessed with excellence and we even call ourselves this really cute name, Scrappy Hustlers. We're all scrappy hustlers at Yap Media. And my team is growing fast. And hiring is a pain in the butt, especially if you're looking for A players that are going to roll up their sleeves. But luckily, when it comes to hiring, I no longer feel overwhelmed by the search for the perfect candidate because I use Indeed, the ultimate hiring platform. Indeed's matching engine always presents me with a pool of high quality candidates that match my job description to a T. If you're tired of drowning in your hiring pool, Indeed is here to rescue you. You can use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging your candidates, making the entire hiring process a breeze. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I've hired some of my best employees at Indeed, some of my best scrappy hustlers. With over 140 million qualifications and preferences analyzed every day, Indeed is constantly learning from your hiring preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets at actually hiring your perfect match. Join the ranks of more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that have already chosen Indeed to hire great talent. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash profiting. Just go to Indeed.com slash profiting right now to support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash profiting. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Young and profiters, I've got a fun fact for you. Did you know that by 2030, over 85% of the jobs that will exist haven't even been invented yet? And that's why we need to acquire new skills and stay relevant and adaptable. By embracing lifelong learning, we can future-proof our careers and our businesses. That's why you've got to check out Economist Education. Economist Education provides online executive education courses tailor-made for professionals just like us, crafted by The Economist's own editors and special experts. Economist Education courses are designed to sharpen your professional skills in key areas like data storytelling, critical thinking, sustainability, and so much more. I highly recommend checking out The Economist Education course, Business Writing and Storytelling. with code profiting free. Yeah. And so basically, you're saying that how we act as leaders, our employees and team members are going to mimic us. And same thing with our Dirk reports. So it's also important to make sure that the other leaders on our team are also acting as good role models because everyone's going to follow them and their behaviors as well. Once we've identified these mind traps, we've gotten a new, fresh perspective, either from somebody external who's giving us advice or from a good movie or a good book, like you were just saying, how can we then challenge our old beliefs and break free from them?
1: So you have to go to the process of transforming. So we arrive to the mind shift. So you transform, you transform and replace what is not helpful anymore. So you challenge your beliefs. And challenge your 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 fears. Challenge your belief with three very powerful questions: Is it true? Is it relevant? Is it helpful today? But let me give you an example. Let's go back to the example uh, with the leaders. Uh, you know the last leader. So the last leader. So we know now that he was um, he panicked uh, at, at at a panel in front of, of professors, and his professor said that he would never be uh, become a CEO. So when We talk about that. I ask him three questions. Is it true? Is it true that you cannot be a CEO? He was considered as a CEO. So no. Is it relevant? Say no. Is it helpful today? Not at all. Okay. If you say no, no, no,
0: let go. Let go. go. Just let go.
1: It's very simple.
0: What is the importance of making a conscious decision to move forward from our mind trap?
1: Because you need to be okay to do it. That's why you ask this question. Are you okay? And to let go. And are you okay to let go? Because after that, you can have another exercise with, you know, the game, the tug of war. So you hello. You hold this, uh, um, the rope on one side and in the other side, for example, you can put the professor. So this is what we did with this example, with the professor. And so here you play, you know you know the game, right? So you tie the, the rope and the, the other person do it the same. The same. So you can imagine that you, get, you okay. you play, but you don't go far because you still have the rope between you and the person. And so, at that moment, so we we do we did this exercise, and ask you, I ask him, to let go, let go the rope. What's happened if I tell you let go the rope? What happened to the other person?
0: They fall down. Yeah,
1: the person fall down. And so now you ask, okay, and what's happened? What this this person is doing? So maybe you know, in this case, this person was uh, just. Not happy at all. So she, this person, the professor, was shouting. And I said, what do you feel? He said, hmm, he looks ridiculous. I said, okay, are you ready to go? Yes, I am. And he was in, he freed himself. So to answer your question, you have the choice to hold the rope or let go the rope. Nobody can force you, like we said before. So you have to do it consciously.
0: And I imagine that you let go of the rope, you're almost telling yourself a different story and sort of moving the car away from where it's supposed to be, right?
1: Exactly. Because now you don't, you are not with the, the car in the middle. So you can put the car at the right place because you are in peace and you are, you don't have this professor in the car, in the middle, you know, of the living room. No, you don't want that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we identified mind traps. We also have talked about shifting our perspective. And now you have the mind build process. Can you talk to us about that and define that for us?
1: So now that you freed yourself, you can be the author of your life. You can write your own story. So how you write your own story? By reflecting, of course, you know, reflecting uh, on your life. You know, what did you learn, the lessons, the, the difficult moment, the good moment, what you what, what did you learn? But what is very important is what drives you. Define your purpose. What drives you? And how you want to be remembered as a leader or as a person, because everyone is a leader. You are a leader, at least, you know, at the minimum, you are a leader of your life. How you want to be remembered? What memories you want to, to let behind you? And I have a very good exercise here. Very good. I ask people to write their eulogy. It's difficult, but think about it. When you are out of the picture, what memories do you want people to share about you? So I'm pretty sure that you're going to find exactly what drives you and what is important for you if you think like that. And also what is important is um, to know that you write your story because you know your driver, you know your purpose, you know how you want to show up. So you can write your story. You can do what you want, and you can become this unlock leader. And the perfect example for me is um, the example of uh, Ralph Lauren. I don't know, I think everybody knows the story, but uh, this is the story of someone who always listened to his voice and always listened to his dream, follow his dream. So um, he was um, a young man born in the Bronx, and uh, he designed very nice and um, and wide uh, ties, beautiful ties, color, colorful ties. Went to Bloomingdale's to sell them. They wanted them. They wanted the ties, but narrow and without his uh, label, the polo lab- label. And Ralph, who didn't, you know, at that time was very young and uh, didn't uh, yet build the empire that he has today. He left, and he said, "I'm not going to do that. I'm going to follow my dream." And the rest is history, right? The purpose of his company is uh, to inspire a dream of a better life. And until now, more than uh, over 50, 50 years now, he still inspires us with you know the shows he does and everything because he's following his is very authentic is very, he always follows his dream, his voice. And for me, this is the best example of how you write your own story and how you, you you can be successful in doing that.
0: That's such a great story. And I know one aspect of being a better human leader is also listening, right? We need to be better listeners. Why is being a listener so important as a leader? And what are some guidance and advice you have for becoming better listeners as leaders?
1: I would say, just listen.
0: <laughs> and if
1: you want to listen, don't talk. So talk last, ask questions, and ask for input, and give it back. Ask for feedback. Ask for, for ask for feedback. And why it's important is because if you don't listen to your employees or your customer, you are not going to know what they need. So you cannot help your employees, and you cannot build. Or do the right, you know, product for your customers if you don't understand them. So it's very easy. Speak less, speak last. Try to speak last. That's all.
0: Well, Artans, this was such a great conversation. Thank you so much. I always end my interview with two questions that I ask all my guests. So the first one is, what is one actionable thing our young and profiters can do today to become more profitable tomorrow? Stop.
1: Stop. Reflect, go back to your story, and listen to your voice. Do the silence we were talking about. Do this exercise. Begin
0: there. And what is your secret to profiting in life? And this can go beyond business, financial.
1: I think I have a daily routine. So uh, every day I um, I do my yoga, I meditate. I'm very optimistic. And I think my, my secret is... I always laugh. I like to laugh. I like, you know, to smile and to laugh. So it gave me a lot of energy.
0: You are really always positive and smiling. I, I can attest to that. And where can everybody find your new book, The Unlocked Leader, and learn more about you and everything that you do?
1: So on my LinkedIn, on my social media, in Instagram and LinkedIn. And my website. My website is Consulting org. It's a shortcut from my name because you can do also my name, but this is too so complicated. And of course, you know Amazon. You uh, find the book you can you can find the book everywhere on on bookshelves. And uh, maybe what I would like just to add is um, that the proceeds of the book will be uh, donated to Jed um, Foundation. They work on young people's mental health and uh, suicide um, prevention. And uh, I thought that it was a um, good cause and close to um, to my work too.
0: Well, that's so beautiful. We'll stick all the links in the show notes. Make sure you guys go get the Unlocked Leader, support the Judd Foundation, support Ortons. Thank you, Orton, so much for your time today. It was such a pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me, Hala. It was really a pleasure.
0: We don't need another hero. That's what Tina Turner famously sang back in the day. And this is what Hortons tells us today about being a leader. The old model of leadership is over and Hortons shared some wonderful insights about how we can help create a new model of human leadership to take its place. Here are a few of my favorite tips from her about how you can become a better leader. First, you have to be aware of your own mind traps, the mental obstacles that are holding you back and keeping you from reaching your full potential, the little stories you tell yourself to make yourself feel better, but which only make things worse. Second, engage your Gandhi neurons when dealing with others. Lead with empathy and by example. Being a leader is often less about what you say and more about what you do. Your employees and followers are watching, and they're going to take their lead from you. Third, I love the exercise that Ortan's offered to help us become the author of our own lives. You can write your own story by writing your own eulogy. I know it's a bit morbid. it's a wonderful exercise to help figure out what your purpose is, what drives you, and how you want to be remembered. Finally, as Orton's learned as a girl, sometimes you just got to learn to trust your horse or your horses. Leadership so often comes down to just being in sync with others. And if you are, then you're ready for the next obstacle and to jump together. Thanks for listening to this episode of Young and Profiting Podcast. If you listened, learned, and profited, be sure to share this episode with your friends and family and drop us a five-star review on Apple. If you prefer to watch your podcasts as videos, you can find us on YouTube. I'd love if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can just search for Young and Profiting on YouTube and find all of our episodes on there. You can also find me on Instagram at Yap with Hala or LinkedIn by searching my name, it's Hala Taha. I also wanted to take a moment to shout out my own amazing team of horses. My executive producer, Jason. Amelia, our assistant producer for Khan and Hashem for supporting guest outreach. Greta and Sean for supporting research. Kriti Grima and Ash for running our ad operations. You guys are amazing. I have such a big, awesome production team. I love it. I love everybody in my Yap Media family. Thank you guys so much for all your hard work. This is your host, Halataha, aka the Podcast Princess, signing off.